really went over the ethics in both classes, huh. how to use it responsibly, all of those things. That's more than the companies did. So yeah. <laughs> I was early Uber employee as well. No, I'm kidding. There are wonderful. I'll cut this out. They're like ethics. Ethics. Well, What's huh? that? Right. headquarters with new space director crystal Ryder. that's going to the top of the chain so thank you for being with me today appreciate it thanks for having me on yeah and i have recorded several episodes here i do daily five days a week so all over the place depending on where people are located but it is a very convenient location here and tell me about the experience being in the temporary home, but I guess it's going to be a couple years, so it's a little more than temporary, but how's your experience here at the 90th and Fort? Yeah, relocating <laughs> from 72nd Dodge to 90th and Fort here in the Abrahams Library has been really great for us. Our footprint is a little smaller, obviously, right? Yeah. We don't have our own building anymore, but we've actually been able to expand our services here, so yeah. we've had to get super creative. Like, we didn't have this podcast studio in the old building. Well, right. That's um, the funny thing to me is, yeah. I was like, how are they going to do that? But it's very nice here. Yeah, we've made it work. And so just getting creative with our builders and expanding the services, it's definitely been really great for the organization. We've also been able to add a lot of different type of 3D printers and a new wide format printer, which we used to have at 72nd Dodge, but it was really important to bring back here. Yeah. So we've just had to get creative, but it's been really great for us. And what kind of update can you give us on the main branch and what is going to be the final destination? Is that, Do you have tours you've done or are you, I'm sure you have meetings where they say what's, what's the status update on the project? Yeah, things are definitely moving along there. We are still shooting for the first half of 2026 as a return date to the, our home intersection of 72nd and Dodge. We actually have a meeting today um, oh, just wow. to get some general updates on where we're at. They what, heard I was coming they and they're like, it. we got to start. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> you know, this up. exactly. <laughs> so we'll meet at HDR today. The whole team will meet over there. So that looks like OPL and Heritage and Do yeah. Space. We'll all get over there today with HDR and talk through things. Cool. And have you learned anything from being here that's changed what you want to do at the new place? Yeah. Every corner of Omaha has their different interests, right? And we've been centrally located. Now we're a little more northwest. So we're seeing a lot more interest. And I think just overall general interest in VR and augmented reality and those things. So we're really looking forward to creating those experiences, having dedicated space potentially for that there, as well as we are going to have a recording studio there. So video, audio, visual, all of that available in that new Central Library. So those are the things I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. I think it'll be, obviously, it's going to be a beautiful building just from what we've seen from all of the designs and stuff. Having those conversations and being a part of those conversations has been really great. Prior to this, I worked at 75 North, so community developments in my wheelhouse, but seeing this being built from the ground up has been really cool. Yeah. And tell us about what's coming up ahead here and your programming and what are you most excited about here in the coming months at the temporary but semi-permanent location. <laughs> yeah, we have coming up here in the end of March 30th, we're going to have a 
the 3D printed egg hunt here. Um, Extravaganza, some might say. Some might say (laughs) that, yeah. We are going to do, it will be a scavenger hunt of sorts, where folks will have to identify all of our staff's favorite books throughout the building. Wow. And once they've done that, they can come up and choose a 3D printed egg based on all of those books. It really gets to blend the two worlds of the literacy with our technology, right? Because that's what we're here. That's what we're doing. So I'm excited about that. And then also, summer's a really big time for Due Space. And so this year, we're having our summer passport program, and it's going to be technology through time. So we're going to spend a lot of time exploring old technology and bring it into today's technology. So we're going to explore looms. And so we'll see some really cool take-and-makes. We'll see some really cool drop-in activities will happen here at Due Space. So that will run eight weeks in the summer. Wow. Um, So we're really looking forward to that. We're hoping to serve about 1,000 kids this summer. How do you guys come up with these ideas for programming? Are, is there a network of similar things around that you guys share ideas, or is it just from the imagination? Yeah, I think collectively. I wish there was like a continuum of STEM thought leaders yeah, around here, right. right? So we are, we're really lucky to have an incredible team of community learning specialists, a super dynamic group, and they really sat down and we did some thinking around what this summer could look like. And really what you'll see this summer is all of their different interests are shining through. We have a community learning specialist who's really into technology fashion. And then we have one who's really into story mapping and that digital humanity side. And so we're meshing all of those together this year because that's where their interests are. And that's how they came up with this incredible topic for the summer. Have you ever heard an idea you thought was just way too out there that turned into a really successful or meaningful program or anything or are you just wide open at this point that anything can work? Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely that way. If it sounds wild, it's probably pretty great, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and luckily at DoSpace, we get the opportunity to explore. So we do a lot of research and development, obviously, before we bring these classes to the public. But we really haven't had anything. We haven't had anything since I've been here that we're like, oh, that's just too far out there. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's out there. Let's explore a little more so we can break it down and bring it to the public. Like we did some AI classes. And what we learned through that is that we probably need to do a little more pre-education on the parental side to get the kiddos in here. We get in here and we're like, hey, here's what we should and shouldn't be using this for, and then building on it through those classes. And so we'll continue to offer those. But it's just great to be able to get out and just test the waters with the community. Is that where a lot of the interest in the next facility, AI, will be a bigger, very big, who knows, by that point, we might be... (laughs) Yeah. Be run by AI. That's, hey, we could be so lucky. I keep trying to toss out there. We had one of our our technology manager went to CES, and there's obviously robot concierge. And I'm like, what do we need to do to get a robot concierge in the new central library? Right. Right? That would be very cool. That would be. (laughs) Um, What are your challenges Generally, is it a matter of do you have the funding that you want or can you ever have the funding that you want or how do you look as a director at the organization as it stands for this year? Yeah, yeah, we're fully funded. Funding is not an issue for us. We would love to be all things to all people. So I guess capacity in a sense is the issue here. But we've really been able to, because we are not centrally located, what we've really done is we've pivoted our programs model to a more distributed model throughout the community. And that's really 
benefited us a lot and I think also the community. So we're working with community organizations to actually get out there and deliver the content that's specific to their neighborhoods, to their youth groups, just depending on what they're looking for. And I think that's been really great for us. So I don't necessarily see any limitations. Obviously, we're in the smaller space, but through that model, we're able to reach every corner of Omaha. What are the differences? And does anything surprise you about what the needs or wants of a certain area are compared to somewhere else? I think that we will always run into like the access is an issue and equity yeah. of technology in different communities. North and South Omaha still face a lot of those issues. West Omaha, we're seeing a lot more transportation issues than we used to see in the past. But I think that just points out to where we are societal-wise with Things are tough for everyone right now, and we're seeing a lot of that bubble up. But luckily, we're able to get out to them and provide services. And we're partnering a lot more with the library. So we've done a lot of pop-ups with the Millard branch and the downtown branch, and we'll do a lot more of that as well. Yeah. And then for the public school student, (laughs) I just thought of it here, is do space involved in the education in a formal way of a student, or is it just ancillary if they happen to be in the library they use it or is it part of the system? Yeah, so we are currently exploring working with a high school in South Omaha to expand. They have this really great maker space that's never truly been activated. Hmm. And so their librarian reached out to us and so we're going to do some programming around that, right? She knows she has kiddos that are interested. She had this great source of funding. She created this great space, but then now what? There's not a human to activate it. And so that's where we will come in. Right. And if the OPS would like us to get more involved, <laughs> we're definitely ready for that. After this comes out and now you're <laughs> going to be flooded with offers and that's no that's interesting it just makes sense yet as i was saying i was like i don't recall that i've ever heard of them doing that but that's good so you were saying before we started recording there's over a hundred volunteers yeah we do which i guess that was i knew a couple people we were talking about and that was more than i was thinking there would be what do if you were going to volunteer here what type of things would you do Yeah, so we actually have a volunteer opportunity next Monday, the 19th at the South Omaha Library. So we do a number of different things, and it also depends on the volunteer's interest. So we have most of our volunteers volunteer at a program called Cyber Seniors. Through AARP, they sponsor the Cyber Seniors, where seniors get together weekly, and they help troubleshoot other seniors' technology problems. Seniors have technology problems? That's news to me. It's news to me, too. It's it's really great program. Yeah. And what we've seen since we moved is we were a little worried that we might lose some of those folks because we're a little more out of the way than we were at 72nd yeah. Dodge. But really what we've seen is that's a community and folks are repeat visitors every week, right? They've built a sense of community there. And so right. that's been great. Other, and they still can't figure out their Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's the password. It gets me every time too. And we have other opportunities. Um, <clears throat> we have Little's Lab where folks can come and volunteer to help us with the youth and the littles. We also have volunteer opportunities outside when we're doing these larger events, pop-up events at South Omaha. We're doing that next Monday, and so we have a great group of volunteers that are going to come and support us there as well. And that uh, event- What's the most amount of time a week? Some of the most, does someone do 40 hours of volunteer, or 20? Yeah. We, All it, sorts of different... 
Yeah, uh, we probably we see the most is probably about four to five hours a week yeah. is their most volunteers, and that's probably on our Thursdays. And again, we have some really dedicated folks. I think one of the gentlemen has been has volunteered over a thousand hours of his wow. time, and so we're so thankful for him. And he really without helps the us. judge telling him he had to do <laughs> yes, it. Like, wow. Okay. Yes. Wow. And he takes real pride and ownership over the Cyber Senior Program, and we're just so thankful for Carl. Crystal Ryder, awesome meeting you. Thank you for coming on and keep up the great work and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you down the line as more exciting things come up in the do space world. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. 